Well, hi there, and welcome to your show, Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and you. You're the key person that we wait for each and every time we do this show, and today we're, we know it's going to be a very active, popular show because we all have teachers that we remember, that we love, that we admire, we want to be like, you know, uh, teachers that were proud of us, teachers that um, sparked some, you know, interest in us or the, cre- you know, just got us going on the creative side that we knew we had as little kids and that teacher spotted it. Wow. What teacher impacted you as a student? That's what we're talking about today on Take Two. Jerry, I love this show. As you can tell, you know how I feel about teachers. Teachers Mm -hmm. and nurses, love them. 833-288-EWTN. You're welcome to start dialing right now. 833-288-3986. It could have been uh, elementary school, grade school, middle school, high school, college, grad school. Was there a particular teacher that you had a, a unique connection with? Maybe somebody who really believed in you, really saw something in you, and they kind of made you, uh, not only say a special student, but they really wanted to make sure that you succeeded. Was there somebody, somebody like that? Maybe it was just out of all the great teachers that you had, one just sort of rose to the top as the one you would look to and say, you know, I just really like this person's teaching style or, or how they interact with the students. So start filling those phone lines. Do you have a favorite teacher from your, your time in school, even if you're still in school? 833-288-3986. And you know, Jerry, maybe there was a, that special teacher that really spotted that maybe you were having trouble at home. You know, you had some dysfunction at home and, you know, you really really got close to that teacher and that teacher kind of just watched out for you and, and, you know, checked in with you to see how you were doing. That's very, very special. And I know, um, from being a life coach for many years, over 20 years that, uh, um, a lot of you mentioned your teachers when you were in elementary school that really helped you get through a difficult time at home. So maybe that's it. Or they, like Jerry said, they, they saw something in you that was very special. They knew you could shine. They knew you had gifts and talents and your brain, your brain was amazing. Right. And they spotted it. Okay. And they didn't criticize you. They, they, and they encouraged you and you remember that. And you want to give a shout out. I remember watching an Oprah Winfrey show one time and she mentioned the teachers that really got her to the place that, that she when she rose to all this, um, you know, uh, uh, fame and attention, you know, uh, because she's so accomplished, she credits her teachers. Many people do. So let's do that today. Let's talk about the teachers that impacted us as students. We want to share that. Maybe you, you know, you could all, we, we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you could also share, maybe you had a bad experience with a teacher. I know somebody who um, was really, really wanted, I, I won't even mention be, um, what they wanted to do, but they, they had this these, these lifelong dreams when they were a little kid, they just wanted to, to go in a certain direction. And a teacher, unfortunately, said to them, you're, you're not going to make it in that area, let me just tell you. Yeah. And so he, he walked away from his dreams. And that's not good. So we can talk about all angles, right, Jer? We can, yeah. And sometimes you go through school and you have a parent, one of your parents as your teacher, to talk about <laughs> yeah. how that was an, an impact in the classroom. Mm-hmm. The yeah. number again, as lines are filling up, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Asking you today, did you have, was there a particular teacher in any 
part of your schooling growing up that impacted you for the better or for the worse? Either way, 833-288-3986. And And, uh, Rose in Houston, Texas is ready to go. So the lines are just filling up. So jump in on a phone line right now at 833-288-3986 and highlight one of your teachers as you were growing up. So Rose in Houston, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Rose. Welcome to Take Two. Hello, thank you for ta- having me. Sure. Anyway, my favorite teacher, as soon as you asked the question, it went to, um, I almost said Saint, I do think she is, Sister Benita. And I went to a Catholic school in Houston called Corpus Christi in Houston, Texas. And anyway, she was much older. She never used a desk. She taught history. But she brought, and how she got them, I don't know, the original films from the Holocaust. And we all had to watch them, and um, this was eighth grade. But what it was is that she she sat in a rocking chair at the front. I was privileged enough to see her tattoo of being in the Holocaust herself. Mm -hmm. How she got the films, I don't know. But it made such an impact on all of us. And I still have lunch with friends from the eighth grade, and... And we talk about her. And so just what an impact that that had on us. And it's not bad memories. It's to where we have to remember those people that have died and suffered. And then um, the the man that was, um, oh, my goodness, I can't think of his name right now. The priest that took the place of the man that had the family. Same matching. Yes. Yeah. He came to Texas, and I was able to see him, and just what an impact that that had on my life, wow. and and the other students. But the 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 movies showed us what horrifying things was going on, and we prayed and prayed and prayed for all of those people. And I think even with this war going on in Ukraine, we have to remember the people of Russia, too, that don't want any part of this and that they're losing their lives, too. And um, just how horrific war is. And we are so blessed here in America. We are, Rose. And, you know, as you were talking about this, Sister Benita showing you the the movies of the Holocaust and, and, and imparting that knowledge to all of you, Immediately, my mind just went to all of the junk that's being shown and taught to our kids today, mm-hmm. you know, which is just all this woke stuff and these, these immoral, ungodly things. And yet, here, sister knew that this was something you as students needed to know about as you grew up and went through life. And so, it, 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 was, it, was, it, it was a different era, Debbie, obviously. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just too, it's too bad that things are... In, not, not everywhere. I don't want to paint with too broad a brush our, our teachers because we love them. But it, it's the schools. It's the school systems and the curricula that they are imparting. Well, you're, you're spot on, Jerry. And Rose, I, I can share with you, when I was in eighth grade, they brought in Holocaust survivors to, to, give, their, to give their stories. And, and so that was a day when we were really teaching the truth and, and letting kids be exposed to what's really happening in the world. Rose, it definitely seems like it had an impact on you. Sister Benita, love it. You were first up. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. If you have a teacher you want to talk about, now is the time to call in to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie.
we're waiting to hear from you if a teacher impacted you in a particularly good or bad way when you were going through school. We all had teachers and we all had ones that we loved in a special way and who really hopefully saw something in us that really made them maybe push us a little bit harder, uh, maybe uh, give us you know an opportunity when uh, others would not. Tell us about a teacher who impacted you, 833-288-3986. And Real quickly, before we go back to the phones, EWTN, as you as you know by now, I'm sure if you listen for any length of time, offers the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from Our Lady of the Angels Chapel live every morning, and that is at 8 Eastern time, right after the Sunrise Morning Show. So if you aren't able to attend Mass on a daily basis, don't miss this EWTN Mass every morning, 8 Eastern time, and we can send you a link to your email box every day reminding you, you just visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe and you'll get those. Mm. Love viewing the Mass. Love, love, love it. Okay, um, up next is Cleveland in the great state of Maryland on Guadalupe Radio Network. Look at Guadalupe Radio Network go. That's wonderful. Hi, Cleveland. Hi, how you doing? Great, how are you? Okay, I have a teacher in mind who made a huge impact on me. Um, um, I struggle with my disability, mm-hmm. and she was a teacher, and her passion was kids with special needs. And she taught, it's an all-Catholic, a special Catholic school, but it's with children with special needs. And she was a sister, um, she still is a nun. I don't think she wears the habitat anymore, but she still is a sister mm-hmm. without the habitat anymore. But um, she made a huge impact on me. And to this day, I mean, when I was growing, when I was very little, and even though I, they had to um, transfer me out of the school to a regular public school, mm-hmm. and as the years went by, I still kept her in my thoughts, no matter how many years. I um, I went to other schools that were public schools from the Catholic schools that I um, went to, and she made a huge impact on me. And we haven't seen each other since then for thirty something years. So I was playing a little detective work, and I was searching for her until I found out she retired. So we reunited with each other, you know, and we became really, really good friends from there. So um, um, anyway, she's in a resting home because um, her her memory is not as great as it used to be, I guess with age and all that. But um, uh, she made a huge impact on me. I wanted to follow in her footsteps to become um, especially a teacher myself and to make, make a huge impact on kids with special needs because I can probably relate to them. Um, because I, I struggled with it when I was with my special needs when I was growing up. So maybe I made a, I can make a huge impact on them the way she did on me, a positive impact. And to this day, for my little nickname, I still call her Teach. That's my little nickname for her, Teach. <laughs> How cute. How cute. And Cleveland, you're really highlighting something we've done. We've done, a, we've done shows with this title, Paying It Forward. 
And it sounds like this uh, this beautiful religious sister um, did so much good in your life that, you know, it, it impacted you not just at the time and not just in the immediate aftermath, but like you said, you wanted to find her years and years later. And I think that's something a lot of us do. I ended up, uh, uh, it's, not, it's been a few years now, but I looked up a couple of my old high school teachers that it had been, you know, 38, 40 years and just exchanged letters or a, a phone call or something. And I think that probably has to mean so much to them that you still remember them that much later. And uh, it, it probably uh, brings them back in their minds to the times when they were in school teaching you and thinking to themselves, you know, well, maybe it was all worth it, you know? Yeah. And your story, Cleveland, reminds me so much of like when Oprah Winfrey dedicated many shows to the teachers that impacted people's lives. It does inspire you. It does make you want to go go forth and do some great things like the teachers uh, left that impact on you. And I, I love that. Um, what a special individual you got to connect with. And I and I it's wonderful that you're um, remembering her today. But you know, I think it's beautiful too, as, as Christians, we can remember them through prayer constantly and we'll have such an incredible um, merit for all of us. So that's the body of Christ. I love it. Any, any, um, any other words you wanted to share with us? Well, I, you know, um, I didn't, I mean, like I said, I wanted to, but other things got in the way. So we're, um, but she's still my favorite and um also were um she was she's one of the founders for um i don't know if you're familiar with it it's called faith and light and faith and light is is catholic is is it's 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 sponsored by the um that's part of the catholic church mm. but it's it's a faith and light for for people with disabilities mm. but it's called www.faithandlight.org but it was founded by a French couple in France, originally in 1971. So she's one of the founders of Faith and Light here in Washington, D.C., in 1985. And uh, I, I got in, somehow I got involved because I heard it through her when we reunited with one another. Mm-hmm. So since I did not become a special ed teacher, at least I can have a, be a role model because yeah. I can yeah. relate to people with disabilities because I was... I struggle with my disability. Exactly. That's what I meant. You know, you're continuing on. Even talking about it today is continuing on what she started. So, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. I, I've never heard of that organization. Have you, Jerry? I have not, but I just looked it up. I think I found the right one, and it looks like they have, uh, they're established in many, many different countries right now. So, uh, what a great legacy. Cleveland, thank you for sharing this great memory of your favorite teacher with us. Teach. Mm-hmm. You call her Teach. Teach. And I, think that's I love that. Teach. Very, very endearing, very endearing. Yeah. yeah, but just you know, I know we get inspired by these teachers, and we want to go out and do great things, and and they're in like obstacles do come our way, you know, and we and we get that. But just even talking about it, when you talk about something, you keep you keep that alive, and that's beautiful, and that's what we're trying to do here with the great discussions we have on Take Two. So let's hear what Arlene has to say in Rochester, New York, Jerry, and she's listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Arlene. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Good, good. So tell us about the teacher. Okay, I was a sophomore in high school doing average work, and I was in health class, and this teacher basically challenged 
the next person that gets 100 on the next test is going to get the day off. So I raised my hand and I said, well, what about me, Mr. Simon? You, I'll give the week off. Well, when he did that and everybody laughed, it challenged me. And I pulled a 97 on that test. And everybody was amazed, and from that point on, I had 97, 97, 97. (laughs) Uh, But it also got me moving to other subjects, because I, well, if I can do it in this one, I can do it in the other one. So that subject, the grade went up. The other subject, the grade went up. And it it, it just went all over, and it gave me more than confidence in that class. But it affected my whole confidence in the rest of my schooling. And years later, I wrote to him. And um, it was very nice. He said, you know, I think you're giving credit to the wrong person. And I thought, how modest of him. But he'll never realize what an impact it made with the whole schooling and my Mm self-confidence. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Yeah, I'm th- sitting here thinking. You know what? That could have gone in many different directions, and instead, it catapulted you into being a a really great student with high grades. I love that. And to think that the te- see that's the key about teachers, Jerry. They just do what they do best and naturally um, with their skills, right? As teachers, they're not thinking of really maybe the outcome or they're not thinking Mm. of having you come back and say, thank you 10 years later. They're just saying it like it is. That's the beauty of, of the teachers we encounter. I love this story. Yeah, it's funny you'd say that because I literally had just typed the note and it's here it is verbatim. Usually the ones who don't seek attention you know, they don't, uh, teachers, they don't do what they do, like you said, thinking, well, you know, somewhere down the road, some, some of my students are going to write to me or call me or want to stay in touch or thank me profusely or whatever. Like you always say, Debbie, we love our teachers and, and first responders and people like that. And they do what they do very selflessly. And it, mm-hmm. it, it just never is with a view toward what, you know, they ultimately at some point down the road might, might get out of it. But Arlene, I have a, qu- a quick question for you. Um, uh, what, what did you? What did your parents think about your your educational academic turnaround? Did you were, did you explain that to them, and and how do they feel about that? No, no, it's just oh, okay, that's great. Oh, good, that's they just, great. <laughs> yeah. They just thought you got your act together, <laughs> right? Yeah. Good. I love it. But you know what I love? I love that it, he uh, he. It was a male teacher, right? I think I caught that, Arlene. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he instilled that confidence in you because we, we work in life coaching ministry and we deal with a lot of young folks that, that they don't have that confidence. They don't have that. Nobody's there uh, from an adult figure telling them that they can do it. And, and so he really, he really challenged you. You took on the challenge and then you went way above it. I love it. Great story, Arlene. How did I know? sitting in that class that day, what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah right. And it right. probably changed other areas of your life as well. Like when you were doing other things, trying something new, you you, you tapped into that confidence level, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teachers don't realize the importance they have in a child's life, you know, because they have so many of them. Right. But they yeah. are, I believe, uh, a true calling. Teaching is a calling. 
Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Well, when you think about it, you know, uh, we always say, and, and it's, it's a true saying, you know, the parents are the first educators of their kids, but nobody after the parents has more of an impact on kids when it comes to their, uh, you know, intellectual formation and even, even, you know, human and personal and moral formation than, than teachers do. So thanks, Arlene, for sharing that with us. Appreciate that today. 833-288-3986. Tell us of a teacher who had a special impact on you. Any stage of your education, it could be, uh, I, I, I could share some stories of teachers who had a negative impact on me. Me too. M- many, many more who had positive impacts, but so mm-hmm. it, could, it could be any kind of an impact that a teacher had on you. 833-288-3986. Okay, let's hear what Alex has to say. A first-time listener and caller from Tallahassee, Florida, again on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Alex. Hi, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I, I'm doing. I'm doing really well. Um, I, I've had so. I've been blessed to have so many uh, great teachers throughout my throughout my years, all throughout my formative education, even through college. I had so many so many professors and and teachers that made a, a great impact on me. But call and share about uh, my my AP U.S. history teacher is a. Uh, when I was a junior in high school, his name was Mr. Cavern. Uh, he was a, a Gulf War vet. God bless him. Um, he just, and I think him being a veteran helped share with like such a, a passion of uh, of like his his experience and how it, it formed uh, his teaching ability. And he it just gave him such a passion for teaching. Um, but it, he was just a great teacher. Yeah, you were breaking up just a bit, Alex. We didn't want to get his name because we have a prayer book that we write uh, the names of people living or deceased in, in our prayer book, and the whole Take-Two family around the world prays for them. So if you can repeat that, that U.S. history teacher's name again for us. Mr. Cavern. Cavern? Okay. All right, so he will be the beneficiary of, of many, many prayers. And it sounds like, Alex, you were the beneficiary of his, um, you know, real dedication and, and love uh, that he had for all of the students. And, you know, again, as we say, the fact that you remember this, I don't know how many years it's been now, between then and now, but uh, obviously that impact still remains with you. And I think that we could all say pretty much the same thing about at least one of the mm-hmm. teachers that we've had. Well, and being a veteran that he was, Alex, and he had a real rich appreciation of, of history. So that, that obviously must have left an impact in, uh, on you. Um, so I just have to ask you a quick question before we go to break. Um, did that continue your quest for learning more about, um, you know, what happened in the world in the past and history and everything? Because the reason why I'm saying this, Alex, is because I had a teacher similar to, to your teacher. And because of that, I became a huge history buff. How about you? Absolutely. It was, he, I went on to take uh, several, I was a political science major in college, but uh, he, he went on to, or I took several classes uh, relating to the kind of stuff that he taught in the AP U.S. history. Um, but yeah, I, one of the, the better memories I have of him was one of our classmates, Jeremiah. Uh, he, was a, he was a good kid, but we, we lived in Jacksonville. This was in Jacksonville, Florida. So it was, it was during the South. It was before uh, kind of any sort of acceptance came about for it. But uh, he was he was having struggles with his sexuality, and he he was struggling to come out as gay. And the the teacher he was the one he actually told, and he welcomed him and said, "Hey, everyone will still love you, and uh, you're you're still a great person, and you're just going to be loved by everyone." And he he ended up being able to come out as uh, gay after that, and everyone still treated him the same, and it was, it was a great thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. Well, well the teachers are teachers are exposed and encounter many different aspects of life. That's why I was get, talking about when kids come with different things that are going on in their own lives or with their families. And teachers have to be ready to go. You know, they are they're first responders in a way, right, Jer? Mm-hmm. They are. Alex, thank you very much for the call. First time listener, it says up on our board here. So keep listening there in Tallahassee and feel free yes. to join us anytime here on the program. Thanks, Alex. 833 And I think, you know, I think we have to just make the, the, the quick comment that, you know, obviously in a, a Catholic environment and hopefully in any environment, someone who's trying to uh, you know, discover their sexuality and, and maybe come out as, uh, as gay or something, you know, the teachers, I think, have an obligation to help them really try to understand who they were made, who they are made in the image. And, and like catechize properly, yes. Yeah, catechize properly mm-hmm. and really try and, and you know, make, get the resources that somebody like that needs, you know, yeah, absolutely. going yeah. forward. We'll be right We continue along on this Monday of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on EWTN. Tomorrow, urgent prayer requests, so be getting your prayer intentions ready. And we're going to go back to the calls after we congratulate a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. It's Wilmington Catholic Radio, celebrating their 19th year with us. They serve the uh, greater Wilmington, North Carolina area with three stations. So we want to congratulate Bill Hamilton and his team at Wilmington Catholic Radio from all of us at EWTN. Nice. Okay, Esperanza is up next in Georgia, listening on Alexa. Welcome to Take Two. Hi, good afternoon. I apologize for my voice. I'm just getting over COVID. (laughs) Um, uh, My teacher, okay, first of all, being a teacher is a vocation, not a profession. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you have that vocation. Um, My favorite teacher happened to be my mom. She was a teacher, too. And she taught us how to everything in life, read, uh, math, how to write. Uh, but um, that special love for God, um, even though after many years of she passing, we always keep her in our special place because she taught us that special love for God. Beautiful. Esperanza, was she, um, like, at the school you went to, she was a teacher, or are you talking about just in the home? It sounds like a lot of it was spiritual uh, formation that she imparted to you, but was she also a teacher in one of your schools? Um, back there in my country, um, yeah, she was a teacher. She was okay. a first-grade teacher. Oh, beautiful. Wow. And, and, you know, that's, again, I'm sure you got, hopefully, I have to believe you got a lot of good religious education and spiritual formation in the home. But, you know, if she was able to also be a teacher of your intellect and, and, and help you grow in your, your knowledge just of, of things of the world and things that we need to know to live a, a you know, productive life, that's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. a two for one that you got there from your mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you got the best. Um, Esperanza, I need to ask you, because we did bring the prayer book out, um, and you said your mother has gone on to meet the Lord. Do you want to give us her first name? And and the second, second part of that is, um, it, it, did other students come back? Uh, I just was, I'm curious. Did they ever come back and, and thank your mom for being such a special woman and teacher? Yes, uh, her name is Berta. Berta, got it, okay. And... Uh, Oh, yeah, everybody back then used to call her uh, Senorita Berta. <laughs> That's the way they addressed the teachers back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people. Uh, 
Oh, that must have made you yes. feel proud yes. of your mom. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A lot of people recognize her when she stopped uh, teaching and she was around. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell she did uh, yeah. impact you, a lot of people's you, yeah, and you know what you said at the beginning of the call was very important, and I think it's just, it, it just calls for us to, to revisit that. You know, when people have something deep in their, in their soul that they want to be when they grow up, it is a calling. It is a vocation. That is, I believe that. That is true with teachers. I believe that's true with doctors and nurses, you know, because these are, these are professions, these are occupations that really require you to, to really give of yourself fully. You have to really be connected. You know, you can't, you can't just uh, kind of zone out and do your work and pretend like nothing exists. You have to really, um, you know, invest yourself. And I agree with you, Esperanza. I think that, um, um, you know, when teachers say that that they were little kids and they always wanted to be a teacher when when they grew up and then they become a teacher and they're one of these great teachers that get all these awards and stuff. it, it, It to me, it's just God, you know, showering them with abundant gifts and they're using their gifts. Right, Jar? Absolutely. Esperanza, beautiful phone call, and we're going we're gonna to pray that you continue to get completely well and recovered from the COVID. Yes. So thank you for taking the time, especially as, like you said, you're kind of coming off of that right now. So you took the time to be part of this broadcast. That is very special and meaningful to us. So thank you, Esperanza. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number is 833-288-3986. Was there a teacher, maybe a coach, a teacher, a coach, somebody in school, who really impacted your life, hopefully for the better. It could be for maybe not the better. We'd love to hear either way. Just kind of having a a good conversation about this, learning a lot, reminiscing a lot. It's bringing back tons of memories. In fact, we're going to, let's go to Jack. I want to hear your favorite teacher, Debbie, but Jack's Mm -hmm. been holding quite a while. Absolutely. Right after Mm -hmm. Jack, we'll hear that. Jack is in Alpharetta, Georgia, listening on the Quest. Hi, Jack. Hey, Jerry and Debbie. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. How are you, Jack? Good, good, good. Yeah, I wanted to call in because I, I have, first of all, it's kind of a different take, not not a take two, but a different take on, on reminiscing about teachers, but it was a recent unplanned reunion. Um, I've lived in, in Georgia, in metro Atlanta, since the early 80s, and um, but last month, uh, June of, of this year, was actually the 50th anniversary of my graduating class on Staten Island, New York, from uh, St. Anne's School. Uh, so you can you can do the math. Um, so a couple of uh, years ago, my wife and I went back to Staten Island for uh, a milestone birthday, and we were going to try to meet up with as many old classmates from from St. Anne's and from Monsignor Farrell and St. John's University as we could. And um, we went to Mass, and we went in a little early on Saturday afternoon, and a rosary was underway. So we popped down, you know, uh, quickly. And, uh, and I looked up, and the priest leading the rosary looked familiar. And he wasn't associated with the parish. It looked like a guy that I went to high school with, who was a year ahead of me, um, became a priest, eventually became Monsignor and a um, uh, and principal of our high school. So I'd, I'd seen photographs of him, you know, fairly recently. But I still wasn't sure. So when the rosary was over, um, I leaned over to the lady next to me, and I said, excuse me, is that Monsignor Whalen? And she said, yes, it is. She goes, are you John? I was baptized John. I go, yes. She goes, I'm Mrs. Kangor, your third grade teacher. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> how <laughs> random is that? And how 
cool was that. So we had a chance to chat with her a little bit, and the, and the best part was that night when we were all gathering at a pizza place, she came. <laughs> she came, and several of my other classmates were there, and we got to take a, a picture and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But we were, um, we were her second class, you know, as, as third graders. And uh, so she was very young, you know, and she mm-hmm. told me that if we were her first class, there wouldn't have been a second class. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also back in the days when we had 56 kids in that class it was 33 wow. boys and 23 girls mm-hmm. and so you've got you know young teachers and and you know we had some nuns and and uh, a couple mm-hmm. of priests and you know they had their hands full walking in the door because these classes were enormous yeah um yeah but anyway and and now we've stayed in touch and and the, the reason i wanted to tell the story was i love telling it to educators that um you know, just say, you know, just illustrates that, you know, uh, we never forget you guys, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as the teachers. And apparently they don't forget us either. <laughs> well, I, I just think that's precious. After all these years, she turns to you and says, are you John? I mean, is that beautiful? I mean, that she remembers you and you're all you're a grown man and, you know, on with your life. But she remembers you as that as that young that young child. I mean, how beautiful is that? Wow. I'm so glad that you reconnected with everybody from your class and you stay connected. I did the same thing, Jack. Um, I did the same thing. I reconnected with so many of my um, classmates and, and some people that I that I knew from my Catholic school in New Jersey. And I love it. And we, we text all the time. We were on social media it's a it's a beautiful thing we you become it, it was your family for so many years right oh yeah i mean we a bunch of us are, are still connected on facebook or, you know others were were connected you know through uh, visits and and fun stuff and all that and we, we figured out there's probably about 30 to 35 of us who actually went through all eight years together wow because uh, you know kids come and go you yeah. know families yeah. move and all that but then there was one guy in particular that I, I literally walked to school with him for nine years, from wow. day one of kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. He'd knock on the back door, and we'd walk the four blocks over to St. Anne's, and, and then you know maybe later go play basketball or something like that. So, yeah, those relationships, they, they never go away, right? Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. it's also a little bit of a time capsule. You go right back to where you were. Um, I remember one of the... Um, girls in our class she sent me a note on facebook and she said hey did you know so-and-so had passed away i didn't you know i know you really weren't buddies you weren't part of his crowd and i go how did you know i wasn't buddies with him you know but yeah we did all know each other you know um so, wow. Hey. Well, and, and Jack, I just want to tell you, since you went to St. Anne's, you know that the feast day of St. Anne and St. Joachim is coming up July 26. So I'm sure when you were in school, you always you always made it, Well, you were at probably in, out for summer, so you probably never got to celebrate it. So now you can celebrate it July 26, always remembering um, the school you went to St. Anne's. Okay. I will. I will. And Very thanks, cool. uh, thanks for this topic today. It's, uh, it's great to reminisce. Yeah, yeah, thank I love, you, Jack. Yeah. I love walking down memory lane. Love it. Yeah, and Jack used a word that actually I just typed myself some notes here. He used the word relationships, you know, and this is really about relationships. Even in the cases that we're talking about here, we're hearing so many stories of really 
outstanding, beautiful, lasting intergenerational relationships between, between, uh, between teachers and students. And this is what it's all about. I, I, you know, obviously, it's been a long time since I've been in, in school, but I, w- I would hope that these kinds of things continue to happen, that students going through schools now would, would develop these relationships that would last, uh, you know, stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm afraid, I, I, I don't know for sure, I'm just afraid that this doesn't happen quite as much just because of the technology and the gadgets that we have and the distractions. And, you know, we're all connected. A lot of us are connected on social media, but these real you know, real life, face-to-face personal relationships. I think we're hearing about so many of them today. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Can I share my story real quick before we get to Irma? Irma, hang on. You want to hear this story too. I told it a couple years ago. You know, we're talking about with Jack that it's, it's beautiful to think of the wonderful teachers that impacted us and going down memory lane. Mine's Mine's uh, has a sad um, ending to it. Um, when I was in elementary school, I literally fell in love so much. I wanted to be like her when I grew up. I was very young, third, fourth grade, beautiful young teacher. I just loved everything about her. She was just pleasant and friendly and, and loving and caring. And I went to Catholic school and she was, she was just wonderful. The nuns were great too. Although the nuns were very strict, she was very, very loving. And you just laughed with her. And I just, I just loved her. I, I wanted her to be my mom. <laughs> no, I loved my mom, but you know what I mean? Okay. So I made her a macrame bracelet. And those of you in the day, if you remember those, those rope bracelets we used to make where you twist them, twist them, twist them, and they made this macrame b- bracelet. And I made her a bracelet and she wore it every day, every day. And I would check to make sure that Miss Noreen O'Rourke wore that bracelet every day. And we got word when I was in elementary school that there was an accident and she was thrown through the front of the... Um, the windshield and she um, died. She died and we got word. But they, they, the Catholic school told me that when she died, she was still wearing the bracelet. So that's my memory of Miss Noreen O'Rourke, that she always wore the bracelet. She knew how much I loved her. As a matter of fact, so much so that when we did the class pictures, Jerry, I had to stand next to her. So you see me in those those typical class pictures, elementary school pictures back in the day in the seventies. Um, I'm right next to her, and I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear because I was next to my favorite teacher. And I'm just gonna say this, folks. I'm gonna say it, and I somebody in my class may call in and and dispute it or argue with me, but I think I was her favorite. Okay, I'm just saying <laughs> because she was wearing the bracelet when she died. It was it was a horrific um, a horrific yeah, death. Sad. Sad. Isn't that sad? And that when that happens, that impacts you uh, as kids. Tra- yeah. um, you know, it's it's traumatic. Well, there take two family. There's another uh, deceased soul for us to remember in prayer. Debbie's uh, favorite teacher. So let's mm-hmm. be sure that we have, keep her lifted up. All right, Irma and Wilma, hang on. We're going to go back to you. I just want to tell people, this is exciting. We get to start announcing that the EWTN free family celebration is coming up soon, August 25th. It's a Friday in Birmingham, Alabama. There's a lot to see and do, including Birmingham's amazing botanical gardens, the uh, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum, craft breweries, <clears throat> excuse me, the Birmingham Zoo, sporting events, and so much more. So go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and register for this year's event mm-hmm. okay we'll go to irma now in houston texas listening on wouldn't you know it guadalupe radio network hi irma hi uh, my fifth grade teacher 
He was the first male teacher I ever had. Uh, he gave us an assignment that said, okay, I want you to interview and write a paper on somebody that's working in the same job as you want, as you feel like you want to do when you grow up. So interview somebody in that career. So I thought about it, and I ended up taking education teaching. So I interviewed my teacher <laughs> and told him, how did you become a teacher? What did you do? What's the process? Um, now I am in my 16th year of teaching. Wow. I became a teacher. Oh. And my niece just became a teacher. My sister's a teacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, it's made an impact on in my life. Obviously so. Uh, and not just your life. You've got a, a sister and a niece, like you said, who were both teachers. Um, I've, I've heard of this being done before, though, you know, um, uh, students being asked to interview somebody in the field that they want to get into. And how? what was it? Talk about the, the immediate impact that that had on you, uh, Irma, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, obviously uh, it was something that you, you went to your teacher who assigned this for you. But what did you, uh, you know, what was your takeaway from him? Did, were you really like saying this is definitely now what I want to do with my life? Um, little signs, little signs, like even when I was little, I would give my stuffed animals and they were my class and I was mm -hmm. teaching them. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, even in middle school, I had a neighbor, an older lady, she's like, she didn't, I rarely taught her, but she, every time I, I would pass her house, she's like, oh, there goes the teacher. Mm. Like, how do you know? <laughs> wow. Um. Wow. But just little instances throughout, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible story. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Um, I just, we love our teachers. Love, love, love our teachers. They're amazing. They leave such a lasting impact on people. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Irma. Thank you so very much. Mary Beth weighed in, and um, she just uh, she she uh, said to me she wanted to affirm that I was probably uh, I was the favorite of my teacher, Miss Noreen O'Rourke. <laughs> um, so thank you, Mary Beth. But you know, it just hit me really hard, Jerry, in the heart. I realized why I loved her so much because she brought peace. I had a very tension-filled home life, mm. and she brought peace. She used to smile, and she was happy, and she was calm, and that's why I love. See, is it interesting? It just hit me just now, right on, right as as um, we were talking about this. Teachers do leave an impact. I, I really, I, I latched onto when you were saying that, and that is, teachers they sometimes have this intuition or almost a sixth sense, you know that they can tell, you know, if something that somebody's is somebody's hurting. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they can kind of fill in sometimes what is missing at home and mm -hmm. obviously that's not in any ultimate sense, you know. I mean, kids are still going to be formed primarily by their parents, their siblings, right. what goes on in the home, but I mean, just the way that you shared that, Debbie, it just reminded me of that. And I, I, you know, I look back now on my life, and I, I would have to say one of my favorite teachers, most impactful was my first two years in high school, my football coach. And, uh, you know, because in sports, uh, that's really one of the areas where, you know, if you have issues going on at home, which I did, you know, uh, dysfunctional family, divorced parents and all of that, um, this coach, 
for whatever reason, he believed in me. I was like a five foot six, 110 pound freshman, and he put me uh, at, at the position of center. And my first two years, I only got to hike the ball on punts. That's where the punter is back there about 15 yards. And because I had a talent for doing that. So I actually was one of the, I don't know if there's ever before or after been any four-year letterman in, in varsity football at my at my high school. So uh, Wayne Ward, uh, if you're still living, God bless you. If you're deceased, uh, Debbie, if you can put him in your, yes, your prayer absolutely. book. Yeah, Wayne Ward was my first two years mm-hmm. high school football teacher and mm-hmm. really... You know, whether he knew, uh, you know, things were going on at home or not. But I think, you know, it's something that, how, how, how is that? Does that just manifest mm-hmm. in some way? Do, do, do you think teachers just look and go, hmm, I see something's not right? I think they're very clued in on a, a child's mannerisms and their habits, and they can watch by their grades and their participation at class. The reason why I say that is I get I, I we used to get a smaller glimpse of that in religious education. You could pick up on, on kids that were struggling a little bit at home or, or there was bullying or something going on. And that kind of leads me into this next um, um we have a few minutes before we close this wonderful broadcast highlighting our teachers, our great teachers. Uh, wow, you guys are awesome. I always, I've always said this, I think you're going to get a high place in heaven. That's my personal opinion. I just think you're in a special, very special place in heaven. Um, but Jerry, we're getting uh, some comments coming in about like, you know, what should teachers do? And even religious educators, what do they do when, when children present themselves with, with difficulties that they're struggling with, with their own gender or things that are happening in their own lives or their own being? You know, what do you do? Well, you know, in religious education, we, we tell all the catechists this. I did catechist training for many years. You teach what the church teaches, Okay, you leave your emotion out of it. You leave your own personal thoughts out of it. You 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 represent the Catholic Church and teach from the Catechism, and you you do it in a very um, loving um, but very precise way. But you don't compromise. If you compromise just because you happen to love that personality right in front of you, that little child, then you're going to you're going to um, not present the the 100 truth to them. They're ultimately going to make their own decisions. Everybody has free will, um, and and our good Lord re- uh, respects that free will. But but give people the truth and let them make whatever decision they're going to make. But you got to give them the truth based on the Catholic Church, especially if you're representing the Catholic Church in a, in a religious education setting or in a Catholic school. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, Wilma is back from Nova Scotia. So we will go to her next. Wilma listening to us on Sirius XM 130. Thanks for calling back in, Wilma. Hi, dear. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I'll, we've got disconnected there. Well, it's um, good to have you back. Thank you. Um, I was, I'm calling in regard to a gentleman a few calls back. Um, he was commenting, well, the whole call has been about teachers who have impacted you in your lifetime. And one of his comments was about a friend of his who uh, had a, a male friend who was gay, and the teacher um, supported that child. You know, and encouraged him and and loved him, uh, and that was that's all good. And at the end, you made a comment about uh, proper catechesis would be needed, and I was just wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit. 
Well, I'll mention something real quick, and then, Debbie, we've only got about two minutes, Wilma, but my approach would be this. Uh, my approach would be to, um, to listen to a young man or a young woman uh, who is having this issue going on, and listen to them very carefully, not judge, not criticize right away. Wait, you know, take a, a very prayerful, uh, discerning approach. I mean, in a public school, I don't know if you said anything about it from a moral, Catholic moral standpoint, you'd probably be fired for it. So obviously things would be different in a public school versus a Catholic school. But Debbie, I know you spent so much time in, in catechesis. And really what that means is just teaching, as we said uh, near the end of that call, Wilma, you know, we have to teach, you know, the, the truth what Debbie was just talking about, about who we are made in the image and likeness of God. God has created who we are. We we don't determine that and we can't change that mm-hmm. so debbie mm-hmm. um well yeah and i was just encouraging those that work for the catholic church in in religious education or at a catholic school to to please teach what the church teaches go from the catechism and leave personal your personal thoughts and feelings out of it and you and you start off the sentence wilma with this is what the church teaches okay so you you take that that emotion out of it we used to have to um, share that in catechist training all the time now if you're in a public school that you know obviously it's a little bit different you're not going to necessarily be teaching uh, the catholic the catholic stance um, however i would encourage um, you know people to to um, to just um, you know emphasize that that these children really need to seek out truth they need to seek out truth they need to do their homework they need to really it's not just about uh, somebody um, coming out and and saying oh that's great now let's let's move on with life there's a lot of elements that that go around it there's a there's a mental health a- aspect of some of some people that are struggling at home there's an there's abuse situations there's there's all sorts of things happening so people just need to get proper care around them and and I think that's what that's all part of um, even the even the um, complex uh, catechesis that needs to happen. So Wilma, I don't know if we could could we answered that properly in the two minutes we had, but like I said earlier, you live in a beautiful part of the of the world, Nova Scotia, absolutely gorgeous. So Wilma, thank you so much. If you wanted to continue or ask any more questions, you can always email us at take two at ewtn.com. Tomorrow we have another show for you. It's Urgent Prayer Intentions. If there's something weighing heavily on you and you need God's intervention right away, be sure and be uh, thinking about that and meditating on those overnight until tomorrow, our Urgent Prayer Show. Until then, thanks to the show team. Thanks, affiliates, for carrying the show. Have a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.